This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium. Now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. Good afternoon and welcome to At Close of Business, a daily podcast hosted by Business News. With news that Canva has become the world's most valuable private software company, today's senior editor Mark Byer sits down with our close of business to discuss how the business's Perth-raised founders grew a business that is now valued at US $40 billion and how they are now pledging their stake in the company for social good. But first, here's the news you need to know today. Canva has become the world's most valuable private software company after completing a 200 million US dollar capital raising and its Perth raised founders having pledged their stake for social good. Melanie Perkins and Cliff Obrecht said today they would commit the vast majority of their 30% equity stake to do good in the world. Their fast growing company is valued at 40 billion US dollars based on the price of the latest capital raising. For more on the story, tune into the extended interview with senior editor Mark Beyer and journalist Jordan Murray. And the state government has unveiled plans to embark on a major overhaul of the state's broken upper house voting system after a review of the Act found the only way to achieve equality was to treat the entire state as just one electorate. The state government announced it had tasked former Governor Malcolm McCusker with leading an independent review of the Electoral Act just one month after Labor's landslide election win. That was despite claiming throughout the election campaign that it did not intend to pursue electoral reform. But Premier Mark McGowan later backflipped on that decision, saying it was a commitment made before the March election result highlighted cracks within the upper house voting system. WA is one of the last states to retain a significant malapportionment across its six regions, which allowed the votes cast by those in the mining and pastoral region to be worth 6.22 times more than those in the metropolitan area. But that system is set for a complete overhaul after Mr McCusker recommended getting rid of the regions and treating the whole state as one electorate. Under that system, Mr McCusker said every voter would have the right to vote for each candidate that stood for election in the Legislative Council. The number of members would also increase from 36 to 37. The second recommendation was to abolish the group voting ticket system, which Mr McCusker said has resulted in what he described as a gaming of the electoral system. During a press conference this afternoon, Mr McGowan said it was crucial that the issues that led to the undemocratic election result in the Upper House were resolved immediately and confirmed the state government intended to introduce legislation into Parliament today to remediate that. Under the Constitutional and Electoral Legislation Amendment Bill 2021, WA will join other states in abolishing group voting tickets and introducing optional preferential voting in a bid to reduce the impact of secret preference deals. The opposition has blasted the move, saying the report was another nail in the coffin for fair representation for regional WA in the state's parliament, with opposition spokesperson Mia Davies claiming the reforms would mute the voice of regional WA. And the federal government has approved a $32 million loan for the construction of a cotton gin at Kununurra, though the project's full potential hinges on approvals for land development. The loan approval is the single biggest step in a years-long effort 
to revive cotton growing in the Ord River irrigation area. The total cost of building the Stage 1 gin is believed to be about $50 million, with the balance coming from private investors. The project proponent is Kimberley Cotton Company, which is chaired by Kununurra farmer Gabrielle Blocker. It is supported by the Ord River District Cooperative, private company Kimberley Agricultural Investment and local Aboriginal group MG Corporation. We'll be right back. Those in the know know Optus Stadium is the perfect place to host. Weddings, parties, anything. Whatever the size of your wedding, ball, graduation or sundowner, our award-winning Optus Stadium makes the perfect backdrop. Our space equals peace of mind. Our chefs equal world-class catering. Our service equals happy guests. Want to create lasting memories for your guests? Visit optusstadium.com.au to find out more. Well, Mark, we've heard in the news about Canva's $200 million capital raising, and it's a big success for a global company with some strong Perth connections, is it not? Look, Canva is um, an outstanding global business story. Uh, the company is headquartered in Sydney, but was set up by two people that grew up in Perth, uh, Melanie Perkins and Cliff Obrecht. Uh, in fact, they set up their first business here called Fusion Books. It was a way of quickly and easily producing school yearbooks. And some of the learnings from that first business were applied to Canva, which essentially provides graphic design software to make design simple and easy and to democratize design. Uh, and it's been a phenomenal success. They've got currently 60 million active users per month around the world. They've got four and a half million paying customers. Um, they're used in 190 countries around the world. Um, and it's all sort of run out of Sydney by these two Perth people. So a, a wonderful story. Mm, and $200 million is nothing to scoff at. Can you tell me uh, where that money came from and what this means for Canva? Look, there's a whole range of global investment funds that put the money into uh, Canva. Uh, it was led by a group called T. Rowe Price. Some of the other investors, uh, Franklin Templeton, Sequoia Capital, Bessemer Ventures, Green Oaks Capital. So these are examples that there's a lot of money out there in venture capital land looking for uh, promising businesses, particularly in the technology space, that are achieving strong growth. And it appears at the moment there are none better than Canva. They are double revenue year on year. Um, at the moment, if you take their monthly revenue and annualize it, they're tracking an annual revenue of US 700 million. By the end of this year, they'll be tracking at US $1 billion. So just extraordinary growth. Um, as I say, they've, they've doubled their staff in the past year to 2000. They expect to double staff again next year. Um, so clearly, they've just come up with a a software package that a lot of people love and are prepared to pay for. Mm, and as I understand it, the founders have pledged to give away much of their wealth at some stage, have they not? So Melanie and Cliff have retained a 30% shareholding in the business. Uh, so based on this latest capital raising, their personal shareholding is worth about US $12 billion, 
or 16 billion Aussie. Mm. And there was a, uh, a Zoom call this morning that I listened into. In fact, it was the first media briefing that the company has ever done. Mm. And it's where Melanie and Cliff had a chance to open up, talk about what they've tried to achieve and what their goals are from here. Really interesting. They've got essentially two overarching goals. One is to create one of the most valuable companies in the world. And second, to do the most good that we can. And their view is that these two are interlinked, so that what's good for business is also good for humanity. They've pledged their 30% stake to doing good in the world. They're going to do it through an entity called the Canva Foundation, which they've recently established. The first pilot they've got is through a group called Give Directly. So they're essentially going to give $10 million to people in Southern Africa uh, suffering extreme poverty. But this is just what Melanie calls the first step in a very long journey. To quote from her, she says, it's a huge responsibility and it weighs really heavily on us. You know, two fairly young people who've found themselves extraordinarily wealthy and are now putting in place a plan to do something good from that. And I really liked the way she talked about it, said that, if they do good through their philanthropy, it makes their team feel better about working at Canva, makes them feel more motivated, and more generally about the whole Canva community, that they know that their purchasing decisions are positively impacting the world. So if all goes to plan, it's that really nice intersection between good business and social good. What a fantastic story it is. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure. We understand that business relies on being informed. That's why Business News is your most reliable source of news, industry insights and business connections. To stay fully informed, we encourage you to subscribe to our emails, flick through our magazine and visit businessnews.com.au for daily news updates. It's the best way to ensure you have the information you need to be future ready. Business News. More news, more insights, more connections. This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium, now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. If you like what you've heard, head to our Spotify page to like and subscribe. New episodes of At Close of Business are available every day in time for our afternoon wrap. I'm Jordan Murray. See you tomorrow.